Hello, friends. A quick note before we start this episode. Um, so we're doing something a little different, but uh, not really. It's it's still an episode. Last week, we announced that we are doing a bit of a Patreon push. Uh, if we get to 25 patrons, we will do a live show with video and, and interactive elements and stuff like that. So as a means to uh, explain what we do on our Patreon, um, we figured we would release our New Year's Eve uh, special that we did for our Patreon show, Pillow Talk, just so you can get a taste of what we do over there. If you're interested in joining the Patreon, head on over to fbuddiespodcast.com and click the Patreon link. It'll take you right there. We have a bunch of different tiers. The $7 level is the one that gets you access to uh, Pillow Talks in the future and also all of the back catalog of the episodes as well. So we hope you enjoy this special preview of our Patreon episodes. And again, if we get to 25 patrons, we will be doing a live episode. So one final time, if you'd like to support the show and help us produce the live episode, head on over to fbuddiespodcast.com and click the Patreon link. Enjoy! I'm going to finish the rest at the end of the episode. We haven't done our intro yet. But that is the intro. Okay. All right, fine. Fuck it. Well, that's how we're starting this episode, then. With what you. Are we what? What are we? Oh, no. We're not doing an intro. It's you cracking a thing without telling me anything. Oh, shit. I even, well, I don't even hey, have a beer. Guys, you're in it. What? I Go get one. It's too late. I'm already. Okay. I'm, I'm locked in here. I'm in my. My cyberpunk matrix chair. That's all. Oh, you're jacked in. I'm jacked in, baby. Jacked oh, in, jacking man. off. Let's go. Whoa. Um, welcome to our New Year's Eve spectacular. This is our first year, I think, where it's ever landed on actual New Year's Eve, um, especially since this podcast always comes out on the last day of every month. So, fuck yeah, let's go. This is Pillow Talk, the bonus episode to our show, Fuck Buddies, which. You probably already know, because why would you be here otherwise? One day I really want, I want it to happen. And if this is you, let us know. Whether it's when this releases or it's in the future. If you manage to get here and not know anything about us before one, I'm sorry, because sometimes the episodes are confusing anyway. And it's like, if you missed that confusing shit and came just here where things are a little bit more loose, you probably have no idea what's going on. You but, don't know what the hell's going on. I applaud you for your bravery. Some your people like that bravery. kind of chaos, though. Like some people have that, like that cat energy where they thrive in in the chaos. And yeah, if if that's you, I want to know and I want to applaud you. I want to have you on. I want to pick your mind. <laughs> Happy fucking to... New Year's Eve, guys! Sorry. Happy New Year's Eve. Um, we're very happy. There's a good chance you're probably not listening to this on New Year's Eve, but if you are, hey, thank you. We're we're glad to be here with you. Um, we will do a little countdown at the end of the episode. I don't know how you're going to time it, to be honest. Uh, well, but if we, we do... always have episodes the exact same length every week because we're very regimented. Yes, that's very true. So um, you know exactly how much time is left. Yeah. So hopefully you've started this around 11, uh, you maybe, know, 11.02. Maybe, maybe 10.55. Yeah, 10.56-ish around there. Um, and, and we'll do a countdown and we'll celebrate the new year together as we enter into 2022, a year where nothing can possibly go wrong. I'm really glad that we established that because I was worried something might go wrong next year. Not, not anything particular. Just like, 
even something minor. And then they were like, oh, no, nothing will. So that's great. Yeah, Indeed. I mean, le- legally, hey, the you, gear can't do anything wrong. What? How do you feel about jinxing everybody? Because um, you just did it. Yeah. If we edit this out, will it make it better? Or nope. is it just, it's already happened? Well, fuck. We've, Sorry, guys. We've done it. Yeah. We can cut back to this when the murder hornets return with their friends, you know, Battery Corona Badger. Bees. <laughs> Battery Badger and Corona Bee. Uh, hey, yeah. we got some, we, we sent out some requests for questions. Yeah, I think um, the last time we did this was like episode 25, where we actually talked about ourselves and like answered, answered these kind of questions. And I thought it'd be kind of fun to, you know, Pillow Talk is the intimate episode. You know, Pillow Talk is the time where we sit down with you guys in a, I think we described it as a, like a bearskin rug on a front of a fireplace kind of situation. Like this is the time where we, you know, if this was a concert, this is when the, the artist would like unplug his guitar and like sit down on the edge of the stage and sort of like, you know, the house lights go up. That's what pillow talk is. Mm-hmm. I really thought you were going to say something a lot creepier when you said bare skin, but it was bare skin, not bare skin. Oh yeah. No, I mean, we are also naked. I think we established that as well last episode. Oh yeah. We've never, never had clothes on for pillow talk. It's that episode, you know, it's our intimate episode. And and the last time we did it, again, like I said, was I think it was like our 25th episode where we're like, we're celebrating because we're babies. Yeah, back when we thought 25 episodes was a big deal. And, and we, we answered some questions that you guys had about us. And we talked about like how we met and why we made the podcast, yada, yada. Um, so I thought it'd be fun to do uh, a little AMA and, and get some questions from the, the people and, and ask us questions about us. I mean, we also have one very strange question uh, about Santa. So this is us being asked questions. Also, some people uh, enjoyed us talking about what what we like in in women that we did last week. So we'll do this again. Well, I'm going to start us off with one I got. Yeah. Is Sandy the best dog? (sighs) That's tough. For you, probably not. But for me, because I I did have the best dog. No, the thing is, I think we can all agree. All dogs are best dogs. That's true. Right? You know, no one, no one's going to get on here and be like, your dog sucks. Or even your dog is at best second place. Because, like, let's be fair. They're out there. And they're they're doing a great fucking job being good boys and girls every goddamn day of the week. They don't stop. And I don't think we should stop telling them that they are the best. So is that the best dog? Yes. Does that mean your dog isn't? No. Next question. Okay, I like that. Um, I'm gonna get with uh, I'm gonna get the Santa question out of the way. You know, I on. honestly thought you'd mishear me saying we had a Sandy question. No, 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 not at all. Do you know in Ireland, little kids call Santa Santy sometimes. That's stupid. Has Santy been? Yes, <laughs> Santo, Santo. <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, Santo takes your presents. <laughs> Santo just like sucker punches you as you walk past a bus stop. Yeah, exactly. Someone wants to know: Do you think Santa's? Well, this says bread, but I assume they mean beard. Uh, do you think Santa's beard matches his ho 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 below? And I guess uh, what they're now, asking, Dane, they did in fact say bread. So <laughs> you know what? I hear that Santa's really into sourdough, and. Uh, also not very good at baking it. And like it comes out coarse and wiry, which is like most pubes. So yeah, I would imagine it does match. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a, a very interesting question that you, you did want us talking about Santa's pubes and whether or not mm. Santa just has this, just a, a righteous majestic bush. 
I'm going to guess 100% because you got to keep yourself warm. And if you've ever been flying through the air uh, anytime, let alone fucking December, you got to get warmth where you can get it. And the pubes, that's that's a viable source. Yeah. I mean, the man lives in the North Pole all year round. It's not just, you know, uh, yes, yeah, you make a good point. He's flying in the middle of fucking December. That's cold as shit. But like he, the man doesn't get a break. There's no summer in the North Pole. I don't think. I don't know. Don't tweet me. Um, <laughs> tweet him. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Dane, Dane's going to don't tell Dan I'm saying this, but tweet him. Shh, <laughs> but it's our secret. Fucking the seasons of the North Pole. Yeah, so, yeah, I imagine right I imagine Santa's a very hairy man. And maybe, I don't know, maybe there's uh, Mrs. Claus likes a, a trimmer, a trimmer boy. So maybe Santa does a little bit of manscaping, but they didn't pay us. To say anything. Well, that's so, the thing. Santa didn't get in touch back when we were sponsored that one time. Yeah. So, that's all I'm saying. That's all we're saying, Santa. So, I do have another question here. Yeah. And I'm not really sure what it means. I'm okay. not sure if they understood what we were talking about, but I think we can, I think there's stuff we can do with it here. Okay. So, the question is, anyone with an STI from New Year's Eve or a cherry pop or a pregnancy, that could be fun. And I assume it's like, do we have a fun sex story from New Year's? I mean, I, I don't think I got an STD from New Year's, thankfully. No, me neither. But like, what's your, what's been your, you know, any, any significant New Year's sexual exploits or, or fun stories or, you know. Not, so, I, I mean, mean I cool. do, I do have a very fun New Year's Eve story that you were a part of for like 30 minutes, but no, I work in a bar. So most of my New Year's Eves have been spent working. Um, which is fine because I've never been a big New Year's person, except for I think it was like three or four years ago. No, it would have been a lot longer than that because I was still single. Um, and I don't think I know I met Amanda yet. So we had plans. It was me, you uh, and two of our other friends were going to go out. But you were stuck at work until mm-hmm. and, and we didn't know when you were going to get there. So we bought you well, a ticket anyway. Yeah, I was not meant to be able to join, but you guys were lovely and bought me a ticket anyway. Yeah, so. We were going to this, like, I guess, club-ish uh, place to celebrate New Year's. And it was it's a very chill place. It wasn't like a fancy, you know, King West Entertainment District club or anything like that. It's more it like just, a, how a dive bar is to a cocktail bar. Yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, had a great time. Um, it was me and my roommate at the time going for dinner. Our other friend who was going to join us later was having dinner with his then-girlfriend. Um, they were doing, like, a New Year's thing together. Uh, because he was joining us and she was she was going to do something else with her friends. So they wanted to spend it together, whatever. So we, me and my roommate had dinner. We eventually get a text from his then girlfriend being like, ah, uh, our friend, uh, sorry, he's he got too turnt and can't come. And I was like, ah, that sucks. But, you know, the booze panther comes for us all eventually. So we get to the bar, just me and my roommate at the time. And he had just started seeing someone. So. I was still uh, on the market and, and an eligible bachelor. And uh, I was like, cool, let's go dance. And he was like, nah. And I was like, all right, cool. Come, like, let's go talk to them. Because they're, like, looking at us and, like, clearly, you know, making eyes at us. So let's let's go talk to them. And he's like, ah, I'm seeing someone. So I don't really want to talk to any other ladies. And I was like, what are you doing here then? He's like, yeah, that's a good point. I'm going to go. <laughs> and then left and then i was like you know what fuck this i never get new year's eve off i am the right amount of turnt right now so i was just like i'm just gonna have a good time and i i spent the whole night mostly by myself dancing and meeting people i felt like i was in one of those shows or movies or episodes where you see 
the night from like seven different people's perspective. And I was the one like through line where you're like, oh, it's that guy again. Because <laughs> I was there. There was a woman who was having like a pregnancy test crisis where she like just found out she was pregnant and it was her and her best friend. And I was like consoling them at one point. One point I was being uh, carried around by these four absolutely jacked gay Asian men and just like carried around on their shoulders for a while. There was a woman who kept coming up to me and calling me her dance monkey before there was a song called dance monkey and would like grind up on me and try to make out with me before her boyfriend would come (laughs) and and, like dragged her off every time. Uh, I did karate chop a woman almost off a stage as well. I was dancing really quickly and uh, someone tapped my shoulder, but they were just, they just kind of bumped into me, but I thought they were calling me. So I turned around really quick and uh, my drunk loose hand just fucking just absolutely bitch slapped uh, some poor woman. And, and so like that was, that was my night until now I was like, I'm done. I'm off. Uh, and he came and joined me for, like I said, like 30 minutes. Hey, I literally had like the most cantankerous old coworker. You know, the kind of person that probably should have stopped serving twenty years previously, uh, who never wants to stay and never wants to be there. And I guess he just took pity on the fact that I kept like pulling my phone out because I literally had a table like sit down, pay, and it was like my last table. It was an hour towards midnight, and they're like, "Yeah, we're probably gonna stay here till the countdown, though." And I was like, "Are you fucked?" Like, yeah, we'll get another round. I'm like, no, the point wasn't me trying to get you to get another round. The point was me trying to get you to leave. So I'm like, fuck, I have to stay here. This sucks. And he was like, go be with your friends. And I was like, yes. <laughs> so I chugged a ghost pepper Caesar, ran out, jumped in a taxi, got to the place, skipped the entire gigantic line by asking so if they knew what time it was and just like standing beside them long enough that like when the Q moved like i went with them and no one said anything got in just for midnight like managed to find you and you just gotten a, a beer and a shot each or something and like yeah. found you got a drink countdown began it was like perfect almost like film like timing and then got uh, a really yeah. kiss immediately after yeah and then you left with that person and i was alone once more you didn't mind and too no, it was no, it was a very fun new year's one night stand it was great you were the only person that had a valid reason to leave, <laughs> in my opinion. I mean, my my friend who got drunk also. Once we once we found that scenario out, we yeah. Uh, but like you know, it was, was a very dramatic night. A lot happened. Yeah, for you were the only person at that point in time that I wasn't pissed at. <laughs> And but I spent the rest of the night like having a great time, just like by myself, dancing, talking to all sorts of people. I got myself a, a couple New Year's kisses, mm-hmm. um, and I remember I walked, I, I walked home with like three or four different people. Like leaving the bar, I was I was walking home with uh, some people that I had met there that night, and then they started going their separate way. And then I crossed paths with like just a, a new group of people. I was invited into a house party at one point, which I immediately left because I walked in and it was just cocaine everywhere. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if this is my seat. So like I just I walked in, I took a beer. And left <laughs> and just like someone was like hey road beers i was like road beer and then like we we hung out for uh, i piggybacked someone for a while i got piggybacked for a while it was just like one of those nights that i looked back also i was not hung over at all the next day despite the fact that i was a quite drunk it was just it was just a great new year's eve day it was and also i think we spent a little more than half an hour together but it was a great it was a great new year's eve i will say 
one like snapshot of a New Year's also comes back to me, which was uh, a good friend of mine back home, Damo, who like Santo. He, he had like the like very vacation Dane energy. Where like <laughs> it was New Year's, we're at this like tiny house party at our friend Andy's gaff, and basically like there'd been a girl. I just broke it up with my ex like two months ago, and there'd been a girl in my class who. We kind of like had a thing going on, maybe, maybe not. Um, and I remember at like on New Year's, like as was the countdown, I was like, now's my moment. So like I went up to her, but as I did, like everybody surged into the living room for the for the countdown. And it was like that point where like you just don't have control of your body because there's so like a tide of people coming in. So like me and her end up like jammed together and like kissing. And luckily we remained standing, but everybody else kind of like fell around us. And my friend was trying desperately to get at me to like either jump on me or something. And like, all I feel is like something on my ankle because he tried fallen, crawled over and just bit me really hard on the ankle while I was kissing her. And it was just a really weird, really weird New Year's moment. Hell yeah. You got two New Year's kisses. One was with teeth. One was with teeth. Um, all right, let me see what other questions we got in here. This is actually from friend of the show, Agent Valor and Hart. Hell and yeah. they asked, best beer you guys have had while recording? Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think straight up we got to shout out fucking Elder God, right? So that's that was my answer. Yeah, because I think Elder God, whether or not it's the best beer we've ever had, it has such a powerful place in our hearts because it's the beer we had with Kyle. And mm-hmm. it's the beer we kind of religiously have with Kyle whenever he comes on the show. Yeah. It's also a phenomenal beer. Don't get me wrong. But like, I think it transcends best beer ever just to being like such a moment. Like um, it, I will never drink that beer and not think of like nervously having a beer with Kyle and Dane before we go back to jam three boys in the tiniest closet just to record for you guys. And it was a blast every time. So yeah, that yeah, one Elder goes. God is like the official beer of the show, I think. Well, that's the thing. I, I think it is. And it's funny because it's not always available. But again, I will never have that beer and not think of recording. So that's definitely up there. I think just Halo in general. Yeah, we've got we've had a lot of their good beers when recording. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, it's funny. I, I was going to be like, I'm going to let you go because you tend to you're you're much more into the beer scene than I am and, and have some wild shit. And I don't really know, especially after, you know, for the past you know, two years or whatever, we haven't been recording together. So I don't really know what you're drinking while we're recording unless you specifically tell me. But I was well, like, I, I was most, like Elder God for sure. Yeah. Elder God, I think it, it that's the answer. Uh, most of the time I don't drink. I think even when we recorded, we kind of got in the habit of having whiskey. Yeah. And most of the time for COVID, I haven't drank. Yeah. Same. I think it's only been on like spicy episodes where we've we've been like, yeah, I'll have a beer. We'll have a beer this episode. I'll have a drink. Yeah, there are definitely times I have, but in general, not so much. Right now, I'm having a a nice cosmic latte by Beyond the Pale. Um, so it's a milk stout with uh, coffee and cocoa nibs. Sorry, a white mm-hmm. stout with coffee and cocoa nibs. Uh, it's pretty good. I, and honestly, when I drink, I tend not to have beer too because like, it makes it a little gassy. Yeah. Not, not and, exactly. like Not in a bad way. I just don't want to burp on fucking Mike. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... Yeah, it's a good question, though. But yeah, Elder God, shout out to that. We got a fucking post about them. Now, are you ready to get into the spicy questions? I got... Dane? Dane? Mm-hmm. You know me. Um, actually, you know what? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the I'll save the spicy questions for last. One of the one one person would like to know what are your go to karaoke songs? Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Um, I've been trying to branch out, but let's just say Dead or Alive, Bon Jovi. I've sang yeah. that song more than probably any other song in the world ever. Yep, on karaoke. Uh, that and Wild Wild West were my two for a while. I can't hear either of those songs without thinking about you. Good. And I'm going to ruin more songs. Lately, I've been on a Hamilton trip. Yeah. Because my very voice is last time. Well, thank you. My voice is very fucked from wearing a mask like 10 hours a day working. So I can't hit any high notes or do even a, a semblance of singing. Um, so a little bit of rapping in some, in some fucking uh, Hamilton has been fun. Um, what about you, Dave? Uh, I mean, my go-to 100% till the day I die is Bonfire by Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. That is that is like my song. It is ingrained in my DNA. Um, and and then, might I say you kill it? Thank you. Um, and then I think after that, it would be Living La Vida Loca by Ricky Incredible. Martin. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've, I've recently started reintroducing Hero by Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> As as a song that I enjoy doing. Do you remember the days when we could duet and we both did Downtown by Macklemore quite a bit? Yeah, we did. That was great. Yeah, I I did Thrift Shop, but unfortunately the 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 lyrics. I don't know if anyone else is like this. Like I know Thrift Shop like front and back because I'm a, a Macklemore fan, but the lyrics on the karaoke version at our bar is is so buck wild that it fucks me up so badly because it's like it's like I'm reading something while i'm also listening to a conversation if that makes sense and i'm like if you're like trying to sing what you know and something else comes up it's like getting punched in the mind yeah it so i just i did a very bad job when i did thrift shop because i was like none of these lyrics are right you did a pretty good job let's be fucking fair but yeah i I shout out goes to our duet of the wrong hero when we were told we could not do enrique iglesias's hero and had to do nickelback hero yeah, with Chad Kroger and Josie, I want to say what? Smith, but I don't think it's well, Josie knows? Smith. It's the guy from Saliva. Um, but yes, we, we and it was funny because we had just seen the, 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 the first Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. Uh, and that song is from one of the Tobey Maguire mm-hmm. Spider-Man movies. And yeah, we went up and we were like, yeah, we would like to do Hero by Enrique Iglesias. And DJ was like, actually, the woman who does that song religiously like it's her song and it's all she sings just came in can you choose another song and we were like do you have hero by chad kroger <laughs> we're like well we're still gonna do hero uh and i think we did a very good job considering i hadn't heard that song in years to be fair um, it is a great song it is a, it's a great song also we got a bunch of free shit for oh yeah for being amenable we got like a hat and like a, a shot a or a beer or something shit as well yeah. yeah yeah we got uh we got a bunch of free shit because the dj was like these guys did not care one bit that they couldn't sing the song they wanted to sing. Also, like, because we're a sex and dating advice podcast, I think people sleep on just the power of karaoke for sex and dating. I don't think people really look at it as, as such a great way to pick people up. But it's like getting up there and you're showing that you're fun and confident. And you're also in a room full of like-minded people and you're doing and stuff you, that you love. Like it's, You have the best openers, too, of being like, you did a great job. It doesn't matter how bad they were. They no. could have absolutely mangled it, but you can go up to that person and have a complete normal reason to interact with someone. You don't have to wait for like the right time. Once they sit back down, you can go over and be like, hey, you did a fucking great job up there. Good job. Yeah. You're also fluffing them. You know what I mean? Because people like to hear that they did a good job. Again, yeah. whether they did or not, like the point of karaoke isn't talent. It's enthusiasm. 
Yep. And honestly, I think sex a lot of the time is is that too, because like talent comes after enthusiasm, right? Like, oh yeah, I would rather enthusiastic get... lovers are the fucking worst. Hello, most man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would I, like if I had to choose between like a technically incredible blowjob over a enthusiastic blowjob. It's that is not an option for me. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't care if the enthusiastic one doesn't feel as good or, you know, takes a little longer to finish me off. If they're enjoying it, I'm going to enjoy it way fucking more. Yeah, like a cold, calculated, like, perfect blowjob. Not so fun. No, and, like, I've been with partners who, don't get me wrong, have, like, you know, could finish me off in, like, 30 seconds with how good they were um, if, you know, if I wanted to just be like, all right, let's get this Blast done. Blast it. Just go to town. Yeah, it did feel very, like, like chore-like or, you know, like, very task-oriented. Mm, like, clinical yeah, and I'm like, okay, you're you're just being like, I'm good at blowjobs, which not a bad talent to have. No, and and by but... uh, by no means did I not enjoy it, but to have someone who's like, you know, having a lot of fun doing it and and mm-hmm. teasing me and, and like that kind of stuff, like, whew, whew, I'll take that any day. I don't even have to finish. I don't even have to come with a blowjob <laughs> like that. I don't care. Like, I just enjoy. Like, it's the journey. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, let's be fair. Perfect world. You got both. But, yeah, you know, that's not to say if you are enthusiastic, you shouldn't try to be good. But anyway, that was an aside. Hammy, yeah. next one. Um, okay. If you could eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Pussy. Damn. Okay. So I had a conversation about this with someone recently. And fuck, I forget what the context was. But basically... Someone had said, oh, I would eat like this specific meal. And another person was just like pasta. And I was like, well, pasta is a variety of different things. So what what kind of parameters are we looking at? Because I'm not going to lie. I love to fucking eat and I love to eat various different things all the time. So this is a very difficult question for me. So, yes, I think that's tough for me, too. I think pasta is an acceptable answer because you can't like I I do think. But I don't think you can say like meat and veg. I'm not going to accept that as an answer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Because that could be that could be far more things. And like I would accept pizza, and you can change the toppings. Yeah. You see, then I might just go pasta because I would take pasta over pizza any day. And like, there's just so much variety. Yeah. You could do ravioli. You could do Mm -hmm. lasagna. You you could do noodles. You could do gnocchi. Right. You know what I? But like, I I know that I think that's the correct answer. And I'll be honest with you, but I think I'd go with chicken wings. Okay, I wouldn't because uh, so I'm a saucy boy, and I understand that pasta goes on sauce, but like Dude, I'm not. Th- no sauce goes on pasta, you freak. No, no, no. I don't think you understand the way that I eat food. Food is a vehicle for sauce to get into my mouth. Okay, dang. I am also the sauciest boy imaginable. I cried yeah. once when Kyle didn't get garlic sauce for our pizza. You can you can talk to him. He's probably listening to this episode, being like, "Yep, I got like." ludicrously upset yeah it, like it, it shook my faith in humanity i was like why why would you do this i know i know this i get it so then you agree that pasta is the thing that you add to sauce yeah but the sauce still goes on it i mean okay yes yeah, so if we're talking okay, about okay, the let, order of operations hey dave hey dave imagine yes. dips and chip chips mm-hmm. don't go on dip the dip goes on the chip and the chip brings the dip to you 
Yes, That's yes. Order of operations. Yes, you are correct. But okay, what I'm, I'm saying glad, I'm is, I could prove you wrong. The thing years. that the thing that matters is the sauce. That's fair. That's fair. As someone who can't eat dairy, a lot of the best sauces are cream based, and I'll mm. be honest about that, right? Uh, or cheese based. Mm-hmm. So with wings, I have I can do. There are so many barbecue sauces. Mm-hmm. There are so many, you know, like dry rubs. I could also do mm-hmm. there, yeah, like the the variety of of flavors that I can get out of just wings. I think is the safest food for me to get the most amount of sauce flavor into my life. Yeah, I would like again if I just had pasta, I wouldn't have wings. I'd be a miserable, miserable bastard. You'd be watching um, me just slam those wings in my mouth. That'd be cool. I'd, I'd get my happiness through yours, and I think that's all right. Okay. Dude, I got a fucking air fryer, and the wings I'm pumping out are... Man, I should buy an air fryer. But you should. I should. Like, but I shouldn't, because I'll be fucked. I'll air well, the fry thing everything. Is, air frying is actually, like, I don't want to say healthy, but it's less healthy than, you know, deep frying or oil frying. I mean, more healthy yes. than deep frying. Yes. No, it's <laughs> less. You should... What, what air do you think I use? Grease air. <laughs> The dirt air. I operate a <laughs> deep fryer and I put my air fryer on top of that and mm. huff up the fumes yeah. from the deep fryer. Yeah, and then I pour the oil in after just to make sure. <laughs> uh, no, but for real, like it's insane. But it the problem I have right now is that, you know, when you go out to eat and you're like, oh, I could do the wings or I could do, you know, the lasagna, but I'm incredible at lasagna and I can't make wings at home. So I'll do the wings. And now it's like, fuck. I'm getting to the point where there's nothing at a restaurant that like I can't make at home at least similarly well, you know? Yeah. I hear you. Like our fried chicken game right now is insane. They're fucking buttermilk, jalapeno, shallot, like oh so good. The breading was like a little spike. Oh so good. The only restaurants I ever want to go to are share places now. Mm-hmm. Because like I can't I'm too old and I'm too hungry. To want to have one dish. thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I only want to go to tapas places or small plates places so I can be like, I'm going to order three or four things. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm with other people, I'm going to order eight things. Now, we've we've done the PG. Uh, this is Pillow Talk Nights oh, now. Oh, man. We're past the All halfway right, so point. Everybody having a party with their parents and blasting this. Because, you know, we're usually just... Honestly, this podcast is for parents. Mostly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now we're going to appeal to the younger fellow kids. So oldies, get the fucking gear. Get out. Go hide in the closet yeah. where you belong. Where you belong in the old person closet. You ready for this one? And I don't I don't want you to cop out on me. Dane, when do I ever cop out? Oh, you're, you're going to do it, though. You're going to want to. And I don't want you to. OK. What's your favorite sexual position? Say so you're thinking about it right now. You're trying to cop out on me. No, this isn't me copping out. This is me thinking. OK. Because that's actually really hard for me. Here it is. Here it is. Here it comes. Here comes the cop out. Well, how about you fucking hit me then? Well, I'm thinking. Doggy style. Doggy style. 100%. See, I love doggy style, but I don't know if it's my favorite. Ooh. And it's also like. You love them all. Like children. Yeah, because they all have a time and a place. You know what I mean? What I love about. There it is. is. We did it, boys. I'm out. Hey, I'm working through (laughs) you, motherfucker. Um, I'm working through this. Doggy (laughs) is incredible. You know what? Okay. I will say. I think my favorite is probably like desk missionary, if that makes any sense. Okay, like an elevated missionary? Yeah. So it's like if someone's on a desk, and they don't even have to be lying down. They can be like kind of up with their legs wrapped around you. But it's like 
there's just something about that position that I feel gives me the most scope to just kind of like go to town. And also like your hands are free because you're standing up. And like, if they're up, you can grab their ass. If they're down, you can grab their tits. Like the butt's right there. The fucking clit is right there. Like everything's accessible. And like, it's very hot. I just, I really like that. So yeah, that's probably my favorite. Hell yeah. Okay. See, I would say Edge of Bed Missionary would be my second. So yes, if I had a bed as high as a desk, sure. Yeah. See, this is, I miss my old bed because it was literally right at like my hip height. Mm Mm-hmm. It was the perfect height for everything, like for missionary, for doggy, for like sides. Like it's mm, mm, mm. it was uh, that would even be better than a desk because one, you'd have more room to lie them back Two, you wouldn't have to like throw your partner's work computer off and, you know, maybe get them in some work from home trouble. Worry about sharp edges. Yeah, exactly. No sharp edges. You don't accidentally bang your balls off the edge of the desk Um, or your knees. That was another mm-hmm. problem. Like if the if it's a solid, solid yeah. desk. But like, yeah, I think that's one of my favorites. I will say, like, like you know, like <laughs> I don't know what it's called. Maybe like T, a T pose or guitar <laughs> style, where it's like you're <laughs> almost on your side and they're lying on their back. This sounds really awkward, but you're on your side. They're on their back, kind of, like perpendicular. Their okay. legs are over your legs. I think like. When I was experimenting with positions as a kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. And that one kind of came up. And it's like, it was the first position that was like very easy for me to like work the clit while I was fucking. And like also maybe grab a boob or like lean in for a kiss. And like it it kind of opened up a lot of like better sex for me. And I think is like part of why I'm here today, Dane, on this podcast. Yeah, I know what you're I know what you're saying, because I also have a a move similar to that. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know what it's called, but let me tell you, anytime I bust that bad boy out, I've had like repeat re- requests. Like I've had women be like, Hey, so last time you told me to put my legs straight, can we do that again? Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I-, I will try to describe it. It's nothing wild. Um, but I think it is, it's something that people don't do only because of like, there's a, you need uh, one and, and like leg straight is like the instruction you have to give. So it is your, they're on their side. Okay. But then um, their uh, legs are almost like as if they're like sitting in a chair. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you and roll them over. Kneeling. And you're kneeling. Yeah. Beside them or, mm-hmm. or like, you know, so that you're you're at fuck they, position at fuck position. And then they roll over a little bit. So they're almost on their stomach, but but like three quarters on their side. And then mm-hmm. they put their bottom leg between your legs. Yeah. Like straight down. Yes. Okay. So you've you've got like perfect uh, ass grabbing. It's almost position. a recovery position. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Um, but like you've got like you can still see their face. You can mm-hmm. see their boobs. You can see their ass. There's still enough like room from the the bent top leg to get your hand under there to play with the clit if you wanted mm-hmm. to. You can grab hair. You can kiss the neck. You can scratch a back. There's like mm-hmm. you have you can, literally your hands are free because you're kneeling, so you can yeah. You know, you have like full purchase to do whatever you want. And also because it's of a good the angle, angle and it's a good, yeah. like I think it's you, also an angle. People aren't used to being hit too. 
no and it's like you can get deep if you want mm-hmm. to so like if you're getting a little tired you can like you can just sort of like put your whole weight on your pul- on your pelvis and just get deep and just do like really slow grinding mm-hmm. and it still feels great for them but you can take your like a break to kind of recover for yourself mm-hmm. or you can get your hand under the, the the top hip and just go to fucking pound town if you need a little speed. Like, yeah, it's so versatile. And I mm-hmm. like I know I'm I'm gushing. I, this is probably my favorite sex position, really. <laughs> um, nope, that's a really good one. Um, so the one I'm talking about is like different. It's almost like the same thing, but lying I know down. what you, I know what you're saying now that you're saying that you're on their side and they're again like on their back and in like a chair sitting exactly, position exactly right? and yes. you're, it's and almost their legs like are up over your hips but you're like oh yeah exactly their legs yeah. are over your hips and it's like again you kind of got the whole thing and it's it's almost like a more cozy version you know what I mean yeah but they're both great and that's the thing it's like if you're listening and you don't know what these positions are go fucking try them out yeah and, hey, if you need us, we'll we'll try to draw some pictures and put them on Instagram. Oh my god, that should you know what? I think we should start setting stretch goals for our Patreon. One of which should be the fucking sex novel or sex short story we wrote last year. That yeah. I was like, oh, we should do something this year. And guess what? It's New Year's Eve. And we didn't do it. We didn't do it. So this also got away from us. We've recorded all these episodes in like two days. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Uh, but we should. Set that as a stretch goal. Maybe one more, like, if we reach a certain target, we will draw these sex positions. I mean, maybe we just reward them for being patient in 2021, for surviving this garbage and celebrating 2022. Maybe we'll just, maybe we'll just release them. Maybe. We'll see what happens. Also, who copped out Mr. Doggy style? Is that a cop out? I thought you were going to be like, I like all of them. No, but like if I say that, it's because I was thinking of various things. You know, I was like, I have a lot of fondness for that because I think it helped me be better at sex. You know what I mean? And it's like a lot of my really good sexual memories revolve around the fact that like that coming together. And like, as you said, people asking for repeat performances because they've never had somebody do that. And then just fucking blows their mind. And it's like, oh, that's cool. And then I was like, or do I get selfish with it? And then I was like, but which do I like? And I thought of the one I did and I said it. As opposed yeah. to doggy style, which is like every frat bro's answer. So good job. I'm I'm a butt guy. And it's the <laughs> best way to see a butt. I will say, I don't want if anyone answers missionary, I don't want you to feel bad. Missionary is such an underrated, beautiful sex position. Mm-hmm. A lot of, I know a lot of people think it's the boring one. But it's, it's only not. boring if you make it boring. Right? So missionary is is like a great sex position because you like you can get close with your partner. Mm-hmm. You get to see bouncing boobs. You get to yeah. see their face. You can like kiss. You can just make out. You can get right on top. Like oh, it's yeah, so like it, it's incredible. I love that it became the boring one. It's like why? Yeah, I I want to. My goal, my New Year's resolution is to remove the missionary stigma. I want people to fall in love with missionary again. I want them to stop thinking that like, oh, missionary is is the the basic way to do it. No. You know what? Sometimes if we're doing stuff and like they've finished to the point where like I know another one is either unlikely or not on the table and I'm still going, a lot of the times I will go to missionary to finish because it's like one, you get some real good leverage just go to pound town if you want to. But mm-hmm. two, it's like you get to kiss them. You get to go kiss their neck. You get to have your neck be kissed. You can reach down and feel their ass. You can do so many things. Yeah. And you can just fucking get in there. 
Especially so, like if it's someone you really like having sex with and really care about. Like, that's the thing. Sometimes just like getting close and like having all those limbs wrapped around you. Like mm-hmm. sometimes that like skin to skin contact where like every part of you is like touching. Full is, body. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Ooh. And that's the thing. I don't. And maybe it's just that like missionary is kind of like the position and it becomes boring because people who are boring never do anything else and are themselves boring. But it's like, don't. It's not the position's fault. Yeah. Um, okay, this is our last question. Oh, damn. Um, I'm enjoying this. I know. I know. These are really fun. They want to know what our favorite color of lingerie on a woman is. <laughs> um. Oh, man. So I once, and I don't remember this because I was blackout drunk, but I was hooking up with a girl and she had like an orange brow on. And apparently I was like, why, why is it orange? And she was like, what? And I was like, why is it? Why is it orange? And like nothing happened because she was like, the fuck's wrong with this being orange. And also I think realized I was very drunk and it kind of didn't go from there. I don't know why. I honestly don't have a problem with things being orange, but apparently I might. I think black and red are classics. Red is is my answer. Like the there's something about also I've realized that I have a very strange women in in like Christmas clothing, <laughs> like kink. <laughs> Okay. There's there's something like I uh, with with the holiday season upon us or have just passed. Um, women in like the like that that red velvet white trim dress kind of like look uh, really does it for me. <laughs> um, or if like anyone in like a sexy Mrs. Claus sort of situation or like an elf like there's something about like women in holiday themed <laughs> clothing that like and I think red. I think red has seeped. I'm not sure which direction it went. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's, if the red lingerie is informing the Santa, mm-hmm. the Santa look, or if it's the other way around, but yeah, I think red is, is definitely my, my lingerie color of choice. So I feel like this is hard to answer because certain colors suit certain people better. True. You know what I mean? Some people will like, I've seen white lingerie. That's fucking incredible, mm-hmm. but like not everyone I've dated would be able to pull that off. Yeah. Where they feel I like think- red and black, like they're classics. You know, yeah. Even like, I would, I would say purple. Uh, purple is because it's not a color you see a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is also. I've I've seen some some real good purple lingerie where I've been like, ooh, okay, yeah. It's it's tough, but I think yeah, I think red and black are very safe options. So I guess that's gonna be my answer. I just don't want questions to end. <laughs> All right, we're getting live updates here. What does Dane smell like? Dane smells pretty good. I will say that. I pride myself on smelling good. It is very, very important to me. Or important it's to important me. me. Okay. It's important to me. It, it's very, very important to me that I smell good. And if I don't smell good, I get very, very like weird. Like I get really uncomfortable. So if there's ever a time, the amount of times like I've bought or I've, I've gone and, and bought a stick of deodorant because I, for, I couldn't remember if I put it on. Or I know that I didn't put it on because I was in a rush to like go to work or something. So like there are times where I'll have like five or six sticks of deodorant just going because I I have to buy a new one because I'm uh, I'm 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 not I'm not deodoranted. And let me tell you, I know I, we we said this earlier, but uh, the Manscaped ball deodorant is a fucking game changer for me. I love putting that on. So I, we're gonna have to cut this out because they're not paying us. I know. Um, <laughs> But like I, we'll I will say, say hey. oh man, why are we saying the same shit? Because <laughs> that's I, what we do. What I wanted to say very briefly is I've been using their Manscaped foot spray when we're yeah. going back from climbing lately. Because 
those climbing shoes can get a little stinky. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's pretty good. And it is weird that my feet smell like good smelling balls, but I'm into it. Continue. Yeah. It's, uh, I've, I've actually had someone comment and being like, they're like, I don't understand. Like, they're like, I'm so excited to take your underwear off because you smell so good. I'm like, oh, that's the best thing I, that, like, I, hey, like, I, I can't think of something that, like, makes me so happy. Um, and it's not even like an arousal thing. I'm just like, yes, I have achieved godhood. You want to just huff my balls. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, that's what I smell like. I smell, I smell good. Uh, I think Dave smells to me very comforting. I don't know why. Like, I hope that isn't weird, but like, no, no, I'm, no, that's very sweet. Thank you. Yeah. You just smell good. And it's like, I'm thinking of it right now and it's very nice. I can smell, like I can feel hugging you thinking of the smell, if that makes mm. sense. And that's very nice. Oh, and then if <laughs> we have another one where it just says, what does Niall smell like? <laughs> Horrendous. The stinkiest boy. <laughs> Uh, like whiskey and boiled potatoes, mm-hmm. but not in that order. No, like boiled, <laughs> boiled potatoes. potatoes hits you first. Yeah, and then the whiskey. Oh man, th- this is a whole lot of smell stuff, huh? It's very weird. If you could change that smell, what would it be? Whoa, you're not gonna tell me what I actually smell like? Wow, I'm hurt. I did. I hmm. Okay, let me think of what you smell like. Um, this might sound like a, a cop out, but like clean, like fresh. Not like laundry fresh, but like out the shower fresh. You know what I mean? Because every time you look away, I'm showering. <laughs> Just frantically scrubbing. Mm-hmm. Hey, once you didn't answer bad, I'm good with that. Yeah, I think that's the like, I don't know if there's a specific, a specific note. Because my sense of smell is kind of garbage. But like, no, it's like that. It's like that, you know, you're, you're out the, you're fresh out the shower and like everything smells clean. Good. Now. If you could change my smell, Dane, would you? Uh, no, I don't think I would. I wouldn't change a thing about you. Yeah, I honestly really like your smell. Again, this is weird. I never thought about your smell before, but <laughs> I wouldn't change it. Uh, what do you wish you smelled like? I, I don't know why these are all... Oh, they say they're high, and that's why they're sending us all these, <laughs> these, these smelling questions. And you know what? I'm here for it. What do you wish you smelled like, Dane? Uh, I don't know. I don't think I would change my smell. I'm, qu- I'm quite happy with my smell. You know what? Maybe it's a cop-out answer, but yeah, I like if you had told me I smelled bad, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to throw in yes. But no, I'm good. Once I don't smell bad, I don't really care what I smell like. Comforting is a great way to smell. That's like, again, I'm not being facetious when I say this. It's like those are the nicest, like the best compliment someone can give me is like, oh, you smell really nice today. Uh, That makes my day. I don't get you could be like, you look like a piece of shit, but you smell great. Fantastic. That's what I want to hear. Mm-hmm. I take compliments of smell over compliments of appearance any day. Uh, favorite movie? Ooh, um, I think it's a toss-up between... Uh, obviously, Labyrinth is up there. Uh, mm-hmm. It is a masterpiece of just horrific storytelling. In, I've in still like never a, seen it. It's, it's so fucking buck wild that it's a kid's movie. 90% of that movie is David Bowie's, like, dick. Um <laughs> It's it's crazy. There's it, it's so dark and so like sinister for a kids movie. But a lot of kids movies back then, too, like never ending story is a horrifying like allegory for depression and suicide. So, you know, <laughs> Labyrinth for sure. Uh, and I think no, I'm going to I'm just going to say Labyrinth. It's it's 100 percent the movie that has like done a lot of good for me. All right. You know what? I'll say the uh, uh, Before Sunrise as well. 
okay. and Before Sunset. The, those two movies, I haven't seen the newest one, but those two movies Whoa. I think are a like Richard Linklater's grasp over the the way he can make a conversation an entire movie is great. And and the two actors in it are are incredible as well. Yeah, those are really cool. I actually saw them with my girlfriend at an open air uh like movie festival down in Christie Pitts and it was real real nice date. Yeah, they're very sweet movies. It's like at we watched them at sunset like with a blanket in the park and during the summer it was great. Um I don't hmm so Streets of Fire is up there for sure. It's okay. the one of the most ludicrous movies in the world. It's like a like deep 80s cheese. It barely makes sense. It's incredible. It's also massively problematic. Like even that you haven't seen it, right? No, I haven't. But I mean, like anything in the 80s is going to be problematic. Oh, it like see, I want to tell you what happens to explain where I'm coming from and to make sure everyone knows. I acknowledge the problems with the movie. I mean, I, I think that's enough. I, yeah, don't I want it. you to watch it because there's a moment that is like so ludicrous that it's just going to catch you by surprise. You know what? I will also say, and I, I've begun, like, I have grown to love these movies. And ironically, the Fast and the Furious franchise, it's it like, it's something that blows my mind exists. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy that it does. I wouldn't say they're my favorite movies, but they're, they're certainly my favorite, like bad movies. They are incredible as bad movies in general. Yeah. Um, and watching them all was really good. And we actually need to watch the newest one. I know. I will say Green Room is an incredible movie as well. I just love how fucking tense and terrifying it is the entire way through. It's very good. Uh, music. I think we've talked about that, right? Probably. Pretty sure we did that pretty solidly the last time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to throw one at you. Okay. What's what's one of your favorite like parts of doing like this podcast? Like over the last what almost three years now? Anything that sticks out? Um, or I guess it's know, over this... three years, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we started in 2018. Wild. You know, I think I don't know if I have anything specific, um, but doing this with you obviously has been great. Uh, we we were friends long before we started doing this, and we always wanted a project to work together on. And I think that like both of our media. Like you're a writer, I'm much more of a film person, and and we did a few like film things together. But it was it, those things are also like a lot harder to like mesh together. And this is, I think, something that we're both passionate about, and something that we we both really care about in terms of like the content, um, and in terms of like the mission that we're on for doing the mm-hmm. show. So it's nice to be able to like spend time and do something that I think we both feel is very important to do Mm -hmm. together with you. Um, But it's also really, really nice to have a creative outlet. I was struggling a lot with that before we started doing this, where I had, I'd stopped making uh, short films and stuff like that, because like it was getting progressively harder to do the stuff that I wanted to do for the budget that I had. And I was getting really sort of antsy and kind of depressed and a little anxious about all of the, the fact that it's like, I wasn't doing anything. And I'd have people be like, and like yourself included being like, when are you going to do this? Like, when's your next project? When's this, when's that? And like, I wanted to give an answer, but I didn't have one because I didn't know what I wanted to do next. Um, so it's nice to like know that every week I'm making something and it's something that I care about and it's something that I'm proud of. Uh, and it's something that I get to do with you. And I think that's I think that's like been a, a huge burden lifted off my shoulders, despite the fact how much work this is. Um, mm. I, I think it is it is still removing far more weight off my shoulders and it is putting weight on them nice well i'm glad i fucking obviously love doing it with you and like i very much understand what you're saying as well 
I think like certain things for me really stick out. So like being nominated for this award during the year was phenomenal. And yeah. like realizing that we were top five in two categories of every podcast in Canada, of which there are many, um, especially because only podcasters in Canada could vote. So it's like people we didn't know were putting us up there. People yeah. in the industry, you know, it wasn't just our wonderful fans across the world, which again, also a crazy thing. I think being number one in the Philippines was a massive highlight. Shout out to the Philippines. You guys fucking rule. I think there was one particular message we got after we did like a deep dive into like blowjobs and handjobs where someone was just like, you've made my sex life better. And that's wild. Like just to be, to get that feedback and you know, it's just fucking cool. Yeah, it's. Yes, I, I know exactly the message you're talking about. And mm-hmm. like I'm pretty sure I have it saved on my phone as a like a I could be like this, this is what I do. <laughs> yeah, it it's been a it's been a crazy wild ride and I don't think like we have another project coming out soon that I don't think would exist if we hadn't done this either. And it's also a project that I'm very proud of. Mm-hmm. So I think I think another thing that like like I'm really grateful for is like the introduction to uh podcasting as a medium and realizing that it the the possibilities for it and and the entry into it is so easy in the the in comparison to things like film or music mm-hmm. or or something like that you know what i mean where there is a lot of upfront costs and a lot of upfront sort of like if you want to be a musician you have to pay for studio time to record an album to do this to do that with films you have to like rent gear and hire actors and and 14 other million jobs that you need to like do but this is like if you care enough about something and if you have someone that you trust to to work with you can get a decent microphone for about a 100 bucks you know and and it's it's one of those things where you if you want to do something podcast if, if you want to tell a story podcasts are, are a completely viable option to do it it's it's very freeing knowing that knowing that like a creative endeavor doesn't have to hang on whether or not i can get funding for uh a short film or whether or not I can pitch it to someone like this, this story that we're doing or this new project that we're doing is, is something I would never be able to do outside of this, outside of this medium. No. And even like, you know, even this, it's like, we've managed to bare bones quite a bit, which is, and still have a quality product, I think, you know, Mm -hmm. and a lot of other medias that wouldn't be possible. So like, yeah. And I think, the other project, funnily enough, when we started this was on the table too, and we didn't do it. And I think if we had, it would have been so much worse. Yeah. Because like, I, I think it's only possible because of this, which is great. And I, yeah, I just think it's been a cool wild ride and will continue to be. And every time anyone has reached out to us, unless you're one of the weirdos who thought we were like a prostitution service, everybody who actually listens to the show has been phenomenal. So yeah. thank you, everybody. We've been very, very lucky with cult or like fostering a culture of incredible people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess like we're almost at the end of the show here. So I do want to say uh, thank you very much. Um, as our patrons, you guys are uh, going above and beyond and really supporting the show. And we, we really cannot thank you enough. Uh, we've paid all our bills this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the, for first the first time year. ever. For the first time, we have not lost money uh, producing this show, which means that we we could focus on uh, another project that we're super, super, super fucking excited to to launch. Um, and I think a lot of people are going to enjoy it. Should be out next month. Yeah, like January. Um, 
So uh, thank you very much for the the bottom of our hearts. Um, we hope the past few years haven't been too hard on you. It it was a tough year for everyone, and uh, I really do. I know I was joking around about it earlier, but I really do hope that like twenty twenty two is is that solid fucking year that we we deserve. Yeah, it's almost been straight up two years since we've recorded this podcast in person. Yeah, which is yeah. kind of crazy. Because I remember when that happened, being like, oh, man, we're going to have to take two weeks off. That's going to be weird. Nope. Yep. So thank you very much for listening again, guys. Um, should we? I guess we should. We never really introduced ourselves. We should do the, our intro now, and then we'll just count out the, the thing, unless you have anything else you want to talk about. No, just be kind to yourself when you when you think back to, to the year. There's always all, so much to be proud of. And I think a lot of the time it's easy to discount what you've done yourself. Um, because we're always our own worst critics, but like we're living in fucking wild times. And I just, you know, be kind to yourself. Look at what you've done and be proud of it and move forward. And I think the exciting thing about a new year is that like you can build. And I hope that's what you do. I hope you you move forward and you build in whatever way you want, you know, to, to get better and move further and be more comfortable and more kind and, you know, a better lover and all these things. It's like, I know it's just another month, really, but like it's a good time. So I I really hope everyone out there is kind to them and we love you and thank you for fucking being with us. Yeah, it's it's important. Now makes a good point of like, regardless of what happened this year, you being here is something to be proud of. And the world is a much better place because you're here. It was a it was a tough two years and it might be a a tough another year. I don't know, Um, but we we can't thank you guys enough we can't express our gratitude enough um so without further ado my name is dave miller and it's been an absolute pleasure this month uh to do this episode uh my name is now spain and just again flabbergasted the people are here with us and we fucking love you for it are you ready to do a little countdown oh you know it are we gonna start at at 10 28 Hmm? what (laughs) yeah let's do it okay 10 Nine, Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year!